When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Basically, what it does is we've got to block as vertical as possible, and our running back has to run as vertical as possible. One, because we've spread all these guys out as far as we possibly can. The fastest way to get the end zone is a straight line. So there's not a whole lot of setting up blocks. It's more trying to run as fast as you can straight ahead. As we have been doing on Mondays through this offseason, we share a segment of a clinic that gives important points regardless of what position or side of the ball you coach. We get insight into ideas that can work to help you improve your coaching and thought processes, and today is one that certainly fits that criteria. This clinic segment is from the Cool Clinic and Tennessee offensive line coach Glenn Ellerby. The Vols led the nation in offense, and we all witnessed their explosiveness built on an incredibly fast tempo and extremely wide receiver splits. What I like about this segment is that in addition to sharing the way that they do it in the run game, what comes clear is the context within what they do and why this works for them. I believe their clarity on those things is what allows them to run one of the top offenses in the country year in and year out, regardless of what school they have been at. This entire talk shares the details of how they get it done using plenty of drill work and game film to illustrate. You can find this one on the Cool Clinic channel on CoachTube. I'll share more in our Winning Edge Takeaways at the end of this clinic segment, Here's Coach Ellerby on why they use inside footwork in the Vols' offense. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. Really, I wouldn't be where I am today and what we've done offensively if it wasn't for Coach Hype. And anybody that's ever met me and had a chance to talk to me and ask me about Hype, guys, changed my life, man. He's such a different person, like as far as he actually cares for every person in that building. I just wish I could be more like him. And he's an unbelievable football coach and just everything he breathes into our program and where we've gotten to is because of him. I mean, you look at that guy offensively for the seven years I've been able to be with him. Shoot, man, we finished first in the country in offense this year, 
been top 10 almost every single year. He's just been tremendous. And really, everything that I've gotten to accomplish is, is because of him and the guys that have been around me. And that's one reason, as we're going through the film today, I do want to uh, watch some of our stuff, but watch clips from UCF and Mizzou as well, because it's kind of the same offense and just see the transition up through the years as well. Again, do want to thank, you know, the guys that get to work with every day. Like, yeah, last year, man, AG, Coach Gold, who's now down at South Florida, was offense coordinator and just man, made life really easy. And Coach Halsey now is going to be our offense coordinator, and he's just as good and, like, understands everything that we're doing and is awesome every single day to get to work with, just highly intelligent and just a great person. And you'll see as we're going through it, man, our running backs coach, Coach Mack, how much he's made the offensive line look good. And same thing with Coach Pope and the receivers because we've had a lot of yards, but it's because of those guys that are able to get the boxes light and help us out. And then for sure, I was really, really lucky to get last year, the two guys I got to work with both play for me, Alec Ablin, who's now our tight ends coach, who, man, love like a son, and Hoodie, who I actually got to see today, who's now the offensive line coach at South Florida, who, Love like my other son, and that was probably the neat, best thing about today was getting to see him and knowing that guys that played for you are now coaches and doing things like that. And now I'm lucky enough to have Mikey James, who played for me at Middle and who was at Utah State as offensive line coach, and then Kevin Pillant, who played for me at Mizzou, and all these guys you'll probably see a little bit of film. And I know this is the part everybody hates where you talk and you think, but just felt like I, I need to do that and probably the most important person in my life, at least football-wise. I remember my wife get pissed for saying that, but it's Coach Wickline. That was my college offense line coach. Man, he taught me more about being a man and a football player than anybody ever did. And I remember coming to my first school clinic, and I was the GA responsible for putting everything together. He grinded his freaking butt off getting it right. So I felt like this time around, if anything's wrong with this presentation, you can blame me as I've been trying to do it <laughs> through the spring and on the road. So there's any errors like that first one on the slide, nobody's fault but my own. So why inside footwork and spread and tempo? I know it's going to sound dumb. Some people already know it, but basically what we're doing, it's not duo, it's not zone, but it's kind of its own deal. Maybe it's wedge, hell, I don't know. But it's because of the width of our receiver splits. And if you watch us, those guys are way out there, and we've gotten to where we bring them in and condense sets a little bit more, thought, AG did a good job with that piece of it, but basically what it does is we've got to block as vertical as possible, and our running back has to run as vertical as possible. One, because we've spread all these guys out as far as we possibly can. Well, the fastest way to get the end zone is a straight line, so there's not a whole lot of setting up blocks. It's more trying to run as fast as you can straight ahead. Like this clip, I always thought kind of illustrated that a little bit, that Man, if you can get vertical right now, you got a chance to split the defense. And obviously, if it's too high, it makes it a little bit easier. And obviously, if you got somebody that's super fast, it makes it even better as well. But man, our whole mission in life is to is to win the inside game and try to do that through inside footwork. And you'll see as we go through it why that makes sense for us. I do think there's some certain advantages that. For our guys help a lot. The first, man, the old line always knows where the ball's going, right? Somebody said earlier, and it is all about it, man, you're trying to stay between yourself and the defender and the ball. And I think Coach X said it, and that's what your 
doing and we can even as we get good at know how we can force the running back where we want him and keep the defender away from him i think you know you hear it every single time you click on one of these these things about staying square man i feel like we can stay as square i don't know why i was making this thing it said more square wasn't a word you had to use square but you stay as more square in the run game than anybody else i think that's probably the secret to the success we can use same techniques on a lot of different play types. Like you'll see how it just kind of all evolves. And really, when you think about it, there's a lot of combinations and gap schemes and things you'll do where you step your inside foot first and man, it just kind of builds a bunch of reps of doing the same thing over and over and over. I do think it creates a physical mindset for the whole line. Like, man, we know where the ball's going. Everybody that we play knows where the ball's going. And it really is a battle of wills of who go win inside. And you'll see some really, really bad ones. Uh, on tape today, and you'll see some pretty decent ones as well. I, mean, I think causing the path back and where he's heading, we get to the line of scrimmage quick. We eliminate negatives, which is always you know a big thing that you chart and try to be really good in the run game with. It helps us be able to put the back on different positions so that we can read an edge and kind of use defenses that try to game plan your back that way where we get to game plan them. Fits with tempo, man. When you play fast, when in doubt, you hammer and that's what we call our inside footwork go vertical and you get a chance where you can go and figure it out a quick note before we continue on i did pull some clips from this that go along with this segment of the presentation so that you can see the four different types of footwork go to coachingcoordinator.com to find that the link to it is in our show notes as coaches we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. There's really four main blocks we use when we're doing this, and the one I'm going to focus on the most is probably our hammer footwork. I'm going to show the other four, and then really in a game, I'm just trying to figure out ways to piece these same blocks together and make the scheme look a little bit different and mirror dress it. And I don't know if that's a word either, but it's one thing about me as a math major. So when you listen to my actual speaking, it's not real good. But all that being said, hammer footwork. How we're going to do is, man, we're going to take a four-inch lateral step, our inside foot. We're going to take our second step. We're going to go with the crotch. We'll try to rip our outside hand to the belly button, to the sternum of that dude. Use our inside hand as, like some guys talk about, as a catch hand. It's kind of our power hand and also as a defense for long arms and different things like that. And, man, go win and drive the inside number. And try not to turn unless he turns you. And that's the main base of who we are. So if you're watching this clip, man, both tackles are going to hammer and then we'll get into it. But you'll see it's that four-inch lateral step. We're going to try to take our second step to the crotch. I wish both of them with our outside hand would start a little bit lower 
where they end up in that fit and trying to drive vertical and go win because everything we want to do is get this way and get the back going vertical and almost like a big-ass quarterback sneak, really, every single play. The next thing that we talk about a ton is a big bite. I really don't know why I call it a big bite, probably because Wick, you say a lot, but it's your standard drop your inside foot on 45 and go drive, drive like hell. You may end up using it where you're a tackle versus a four-eye or a guard versus a two-eye. Uh, you may use in a combo where you're scooping the nose to the B backer or you're being to the B backer. That big bite's kind of what we're about. And it's kind of the next main block. Alex talked about it. Gallup, people will, we call it a shuffle, just because somebody else did it at some point. But that's the next thing we're going to use a ton. We're a little different, like our base way. If there's something in the gap, we're going to big bite it. And if there's nothing in the gap when we're comboing, we're going to shuffle and don't need to really teach uh, the technique because everybody's taught it so much. And it's not the main reason I'm here wanting to talk to you today, but I'm lasting pulls and, and we pull it's first level defender. We're open pull second level defender. We're going to skip pull. Maybe depends on your athletic ability. And, you know, Nell sometimes was just better to just let that sucker open and run. I, I do believe the older I get and trying to bottle a player into what you think is right technique-wise isn't always the best option, man. You got to adjust for them. You got to let them be football players and give them the chance to do things a little bit differently. And sometimes you learn a better way to do it. We're still same old deal with you pull left, you hit left, you pull right, you hit right. The only thing I've talked about a little bit differently now is on contact. We talk about throwing uppercuts. And I stole that from Eck, or special teams coordinator, but we try to – we don't do a great job of it, but I try to teach – swinging both my arms at the point of impact so I can almost put that guy into a clamp or a vice and hold him in there for just an extra second. Uh, and then obviously, man, as you pull, stay as tight as you can and get as vertical as you possibly can. Back in the day, I had a couple of guards that could freaking pull and roll and go run through your skull. So those are like the four main blocks we do. And then I'm really what I had planned was to watch a whole ton of tape from the years and let you see how it all ties together. I am going to show how we drill some of it a little bit heavier on the hammer footwork part because I feel like that's in a lot of ways a little bit different than most guys do. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, gain clarity on why you do things and how everything fits together in the big picture. Coach Ellerby explains that their main mission is to get the ball vertical in the run game. 
The way they use their receivers allows them to clean up the box so that vertical runs are the most effective. The footwork and technique then fit precisely into their system as well. This is what makes a system of plays work together within an offense. Too often we forget that this is an 11-man game played within the context of time, field position, and score. Taking the big picture view allows all of your positions to work together to make every play an 11-man play that necessitates everyone doing their job. 2. Simplify what you do to come down to a few main things. For Coach Ellerby and the offensive line, the focus of their offense is to get the ball vertical in the run game, and therefore he has only four main blocks that they use. This allows for the repetition in practice so that execution and adjustments allow them to be great on game day and also play at the pace that they do. Three, it's all about people. Coach Ellerby started off the presentation talking about the people he works with. The success of the Vols offense is that they are a tight-knit group that works well together and appreciates each other. This then will come through in how players will work together as well. When your players see that from their coaches, they have a great example to follow. Be sure to check out our enhanced show notes. Today we share short video clips from this presentation section in this episode for the main blocks being illustrated. And our winning edge takeaways are detailed there in text. Be sure to sign up there for our weekly tip sheet. Follow us on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.